I'm Roisin Tracy, the Media and Communications Officer at Fight for Sight, and this is iResearch Matters, the podcast exploring the personal stories of those living with sight loss and the latest breakthroughs in iResearch. On today's programme, we're talking about Stargardt macular dystrophy, or Stargardt disease as it's more widely referred to. Stargardt disease is a genetic eye condition that causes progressive central sight loss. The signs and symptoms of the condition typically start in late childhood or adolescence and will gradually get worse over time. Unfortunately, there is currently no cure for Stargardt disease. However, Fight for Sight has been funding research into potential new treatments and a breakthrough is imminent. The only barrier is the funding. The Roberts family are among some of our fantastic supporters raising money for this vital research. Their daughter Rose was diagnosed with Stargardt disease when she was seven years old. Rose is now 15 and I sat down with both her and her mother Tina in their home in Surrey to hear about their experience of living with the condition. I started by asking Rose to tell me more about Stargardt's. It means I have no central vision so I rely on my peripheral can you remember back to when you were first diagnosed? Uh, I was diagnosed when I was seven, so I was saying that I couldn't see things on the board and people just maybe thought it was just short-sightedness or something, I don't know. But then we went and they said, oh, you might need to get that checked out. So then we went to the hospital and I got diagnosed, but I don't know if I had it from when I was born or not. What exactly is Stargardt? I know it's a gene disorder. It's something to do with the central vision cells in the back of my eye and I don't have any. That's all I know. I don't really... I'm just there to have the eye test done and then they do all the science work. And what is school like for you? School's okay because I get a lot of support from the learning support department. So they do a lot and I give back as much as I can. I work really hard. I join quite a few clubs at school. So like the band or drama... I do a lot of plays and stuff. Do you think your condition has held you back in any way? I don't let it. Le- I don't let it hold me back because there's no point. It's not gonna. It's never gonna change. So you might as well just deal with it. Not let it stop you doing anything. Amazing attitude. <laughs> do you think other people your age do they take their sight for granted? I think sometimes. Yeah, it's like the little things. So if I'm in class and I'm just writing in my book, I have to be about three inches away from my book to be able to read what I'm writing but other people can just sit back and write and I think well that's really annoying (laughs) because it's really uncomfortable but quite a few people don't realise how much they should treasure it and how happy they should be that they can see everything normally. So this year is GCSEs for you? Yeah. Yeah so what will those exams be like for you? Uh, I get a lot of support so I'll be in my own room and I'll have a reader and a scribe a laptop most likely and the school have all my magnifying glasses and they enlarge everything and it's really helpful so exams should be not easy but in that sense easy and accessible but in the actual exam sense they're going to be hard. But <laughs> What do you hope to do next year? I will be doing A-levels next year so I'd like to take biology PE and I'm not sure on my third choice yet. I think I want to go to physiotherapy. Why did you choose that? We were looking into careers and mum said for visually impaired people that physiotherapy is a really good career and I don't know it kind of just it's stuck in my head and then I took PE GCSE and I find it really interesting so I thought if I enjoy and I learn I like learning about the body then I might as well take a career in it and I don't it's just stuck. 
as a parting message for anyone who might be listening to this, they're thinking of maybe getting involved in fundraising for Fight for Sight, what would you say to them? I'd say do it, because <laughs> there's a lot of, Fight for Sight help a lot of people with a lot of different conditions and obviously the more help you can give people, then the better their lives will be. Okay, well thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Rose's mother, Tina, explained to me how the family found support in the online Stargardt community and Fight for Sight. So from when Rose was first diagnosed, um, which was eight years ago, I'm part of groups now that you learn about things. Eight years ago, we knew nothing. Um, and it's, I wouldn't say it's very interesting, because um, that's the wrong thing to say, but it, from being a small community, and it's still extremely small community, you're beginning to hear more and more about this condition throughout the UK, and that's very scary. Rose was diagnosed when she was seven years old. That's right. Had you heard of the condition before? No, no. It was an absolute bolt out of the blue. Um, Rose is Rose. She loves life. She does well at school. Um, and she was doing well at school. She was only seven. And um, reading beautifully. But her reading started to drop off. We thought that was just down to doing too much reading. She's always sat close to TV, but I think all children sit close to TV. Then she started mentioning that she couldn't see the whiteboard at school. And again, I spoke to the teacher and the teacher said, no, 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 she's fine. Um, and then we just took her for a checkup. And from that checkup, she was diagnosed with Stargardt's. So what has life been like since then? At that particular time, it was just, well, it was hard. It was just hard. It was a bolt out of the blue, something we didn't know. It was to be told that your child was going to lose a sight. Um, not being able to do the things that other children are going to be able to do in the future. Her mobility will get harder as she gets older. At the moment, she's so cocooned by the love and support that she's surrounded with by school, her friends and family. Um, but she is soon going to be 17. You know, she will be 17 at some point. She won't be able to drive. And she's great around her own environment, but put her in somewhere new, that's going to be tricky. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just all those emotions that you go through. Now, Rose has just blossomed and grown, and she's doing everything that normal teenagers do, and it's fantastic. And we try and encourage that. We really do try and encourage that, um, just to enjoy life and have every experience that you can have. And how has school been for Rose? Um, we've been really lucky with schools, from her junior school to her senior school. Um, the school she's at now, is um, they're brilliant. They're just brilliant. They put everything in place for Rose. Rose has got her little hub if she's got any issues. She's built up that relationship with these teachers, her learning support department, but also the teachers throughout the school. Um, she's grown more confident in saying, I'm struggling with that piece of paper. They blow up her work. Uh, the adapter work, they've been in touch with the exam boards. Uh, they just, yeah, we've been really lucky. It's a really nice school, we're very lucky. When did you come to find Five Precise? Well, going back to when Rose was first diagnosed, um, we hadn't heard anything, we couldn't find anything on the internet, and I came across Fight for Sight. I gave them a call and I explained, you know, I don't know anything about it. You know, we literally walked out of that hospital with no, no information at all, really. Um, and... It was hard. It was it was just really hard. So it just so happened that Piper Sight actually had an evening about Stargards where a professor came in to speak to some families and I got invited. 
and that was how our relationship grew from there. Can you tell me about Rose's eye checkups? Rose goes um, once a year for an annual eye checkup where she has an appointment with a low vision specialist and that gives her all the tools and checks her eyesight. Um, and then she sees the professor or his team to check the back of her eye to see if it has progressed any further. And then she's also part of a research programme where she goes once a year, which Rose really doesn't enjoy, um, but she does it. And that, I have to say, is a really hard day for a blesser. She's you know, cocooned in a little room and it's pitch black and she's having to look through lenses with one eye and it can be a 20 minute test on that particular eye. Then it's got to go on to the next eye. So it's a bit of a that is a bit of a, we do try to motivate her, but it is a bit tricky. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. So why do you take part in this research? Why? You know, if there's going to make a difference and it's going to help people, you've got to be part of it, haven't you? You've got to be part of it. You've got to. Eyesight is just so, so important to everybody. And if you can do that small bit, then then it's got to be worth it. You know, and that's why we fundraise quietly for fight for sight as I say because if we can if we or everybody else who contributes to this can make a difference you know small steps can make such bigger bigger things and that's all we hope for and can you tell me a bit about the fundraising that you have done yeah um it's not just us we're very lucky to be supported by family and friends so there's been a marathon half marathon grand's cake sales the dancing school have been fabulous school's been fabulous um, we have tins in our local village, you know, collection tins, that's, that's a great part of being car washes, discos, quiz nights, race nights, cake sales. And what would be your advice to, to somebody, maybe a family that are going through something similar that they might have just had a diagnosis like this? Day one's hard. Six months later, you will see, you'll start smiling again. That's the, the only way I can say that and things start becoming as normal as they can be, there are changes, but it does—it doesn't go away. But it does get easier. But that initial shock of being of that diagnosis is, yeah. Just remember, six months down the line, you will be a lot further forward than what you think you will be. And has the the fundraising and taking part in the research has that helped with your positivity and outlook? Yeah, I, I suppose it has. I suppose I think we're all working to a goal. And and that and that's the key, isn't it? We're not sitting back just hoping it's all going to come to us. Um, and we we very much just want to try and support families and children and whoever needs some support because you know an eye condition where there's no cure has a massive impact not just on the families but also on the national health and also the government because the support has to be given in other ways. And Rose is 15 now. What is your hope for her future? Oh, I'm sure Rose's future is going to be bright. She's a great kid. She is a great kid. Tina, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to Eye Research Matters. To learn more about our research or to donate to help find a cure for Stargardt disease, you can visit our website at fightforsight.org.uk. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fight for Sight UK.